0: Welcome to the Insecurities About Language podcast. Today, I have compiled answers to a question that I've been asking every single guest that you've already heard and will hear very soon about a topic that I am very interested in tackling. And so the question that I've asked is what does the depth of language within families mean to you? And you may think that this is an obvious question or you're like, what does she mean? Or what does she want to hear? Or maybe you have to think about it for a moment. And really, there's no right or wrong answer to this question because I made it up. But really, the question is to get you to think about yourself, your family, someone you know, the language and culture that you've immersed yourself in, or maybe just the literal death of language, the languages that are dying because it's not being passed down from generation to generation, not being taught, spoken, not being recognized. The death of language came from me deciding what I wanted to do with this podcast and having multiple conversations with my mom and just thinking about how diverse my family is and how we like don't speak no other languages besides English. And so I have two main questions that come from this topic. It's what happened and why. So for this episode, I have seven guests who will provide their answers with thought, emotion, feelings, and relatability. And in no particular order, here is Karen, Kim, Camille, Adrian, Joshua, Martha, and the ladies from the Hermosas Chicas Negras. Ayo, Paula, and Deanne with their answers to what does the death of language within families mean to you? Hmm. You know, it's interesting because
1: my first thought is that it sounds like something so sad. The death of a language in families. Death tends to be something that as a society, we mourn because we are sad for what we have lost. But especially recently, um, having lost a parent, um, having lost a number of family members, with all of the loss that I feel like we've experienced globally over the last couple of years, I'm working more on not focusing on death, but celebrating the life and. Embracing whatever that new transition is. And so I have been saddened to learn that there are, you know, some friends I know who come from a multilingual background, but are only able to pass on less than all of whatever those different languages are through their children. But usually that is because their children are living such drastically different lives than they are and i find myself celebrating that fact as i observe and celebrate the childhood that i am privileged to provide to my own son uh I mean, do I expect that he's going to be fluent in 20 plus languages? No, he doesn't have to be. <laughs> uh, do I expect that I'm going to have to break up him and his little friends because they're speaking in sign language during some you know, formal event like I did with my siblings? No, of course not. But he has a digital and a media fluency that didn't even exist in my childhood and he is growing up in such a drastically different world than the world in which I was raised, that the use of language itself has changed in ways that I can't even begin to explain are going to impact him and his future. So yeah, again, rather than mourning the death of language, I feel like Maybe it's a better idea to focus on and celebrate the ways in which, especially linguistically and the technology that we have at our fingertips, is continuing to connect more and more people around the world and helping us to communicate with one another, whether we speak the same language or not.
2: So I think the the depth of language first comes from our African American ancestors and the depth of storytelling down through time. I think that the oral, An oratorical um, livelihood of our language has been lost, and I think when you start to create new traditions because we don't have that same tradition of oral storytelling, if you create a new tradition of languages being a part of your everyday life, then you enrich and and. And enlighten people to understand that no matter the language, no matter the story, no matter the word, it has meaning and depth and enrichment and enlightenment that can only better your life. So even if we don't do the oral storytelling of our African ancestors and the Caribbean ancestors and things like that, we can start a new tradition of... um, Storytelling through language, because there are so many rich languages in the country, rich stories to be told from any language. Like my children, I used to read them um, bedtime stories, and I try to make them translate the words into other languages. And I just think that we need to connect again to the richness of words and language in African-American storytelling, as well as our target languages. And all it can do is better our children for the future, because this global world is getting smaller by the moment. And our children need to be able to compete, especially African-American Black children need to be able to compete on the global stage.
3: So just to make sure I understand. Um, So when you're thinking like maybe people who are growing up speak another language, and then when it doesn't pass to the next generation, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. So, right. So being a person of African-American heritage, I don't like it, Uh, especially when there is um, the idea that they are doing it for, I I guess, for some of its self-preservation. I feel like the times are changing, but I don't like it because I just feel like it's a great part of culture. You don't have to lose the language um, intentionally, I'll say. As far as as far as the intentional death, where it's like, hey, we don't speak it. Uh, And so I don't like it for that reason, because I really do like um, that the U.S. attracts so many people from so many different places. And that especially from where I was from, like when I say it just wasn't just black and white. We had, um, you know, Africans that were other blacks, uh, other I didn't have a whole lot of Afro-Latinos uh at that time. There was a couple and I would like spot them out. I'd be like, oh, cool. Um, or other Latinos or um, you know, in different parts of Africa, and we had a lot of a- we have a lot of Asians here, um, as far as like Vietnamese and Filipinos. And so when I think about the death of language, it, it hurts me when I like, oh, are they teaching their child the language? because uh, one of my uh Nigerian friends, he's Yoruba, and so she, you know, she was part of that uh, where parents did not teach them uh, the language. Uh, and so, but she married someone who is first generation over here now, or actually, he's immigrated over here. And so, but she's trying to be really uh, intentional about teaching that to their children. She's I, said, I might mess up, but I want them to have a different experience of communicating to people in their culture than she did. And so, those are the parts that I really hope that people who do speak the language, you know, find your community of who to speak to, whether that's online. I mean, that's where we're in a digital world now. Because, like you said, I'm here in Texas and you're all the way (laughs) in California, but we can still, there is someone that you can reach out to. So that death of it is, uh, it saddens me, but I feel like that narrative is changing for some people. It isn't seen as a a negative thing like oh I have to do this in order to make my way in America uh, so I feel I'm, I'm saddened when I hear it but I understand it I understand it was a way for people to quote-unquote stay alive realistically or to feel like they had to advance by losing uh, the language or even losing the accents I love when I hear the accents so yeah that's my thoughts on it
2: So one of my friends, her parents are from Puerto Rico. She's Puerto Rican, but she grew up in the U.S. Her brother and sister grew up in the U.S. So for the older children, her parents used to speak Spanish only all the time. But then for the younger children, they didn't use Spanish with them. So like her younger brothers and sisters don't really use Spanish or know Spanish that well. And so I would say something like that in that situation would be like a death of language within a family. Because it's not your native tongue isn't being utilized, and then it just kind of slowly
4: dies off.
5: I can start this one. Um, so the death of language in my family is um, with Ibo. So um, again, I come from a Nigerian household where both my parents are of the indigenous um, group from Ibo, 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 Ibo um, culture in Nigeria, and they both speak it fluently. But again, well. My mom speaks fluently. My dad went to um an international school in Nigeria where a diff- different groups of people from different indigenous groups who all speak different languages in Nigeria came. And so the unifying factor was English. And so they I think it was similar to you in boarding school where you have to mainly speak English to mm-hmm. everyone okay. because you know some people speak Yoruba, some people speak Ibo, yeah. there's other um, languages. So my dad kind of grew up with English mainly. So when they both migrated to the UK, it was pretty easy to Switch to English of and, and um, there's loads of Nigerians in London, so we come across Nigerians most of our life, and like a lot of Nigerians, but it's not. We don't always find people of the same indigenous group. So mm-hmm. most of my like closest friends are Yoruba. So I didn't grow up having like Ibo friends to speak to, even my parents. Mm-hmm. So they slowly started speaking it less and less um, in the home. They obviously asked for flu, but um, it was never shared with us, and so that definitely could have been a death to the language. I think what stopped it like completely dying out was 2019. We had big family trips to Nigeria, and my parents freaked out because they suddenly realized that we now have grown up kids. Like I was doing the math now. I want to say I was 22. I was 22 something uh, when I went to yeah. Sorry, I was 22. I was 22 when I went to Nigeria. Um, literally for the first time. So the time before that, I was like three or four. So this was the first time as an adult. And they are now panicked like oh my gosh we have adult kids who cannot speak Igbo and we're now going back home mm. and the family members there are going to be like my thought they speak Igbo. that didn't happen because again everyone speaks English and they were kind of expecting us to speak English but it was like quite a disappointing thing for them and then also for us and mm. that started me being like what is my heritage What that means to me what do I want my kids to speak and stuff like that and so that's why I started self-teaching and I'm still on that journey. now that I'm in a relationship and like god's grace will get married one day um and he he's half nigerian um but he's also um he's from yoruba tribe so or yoruba indigenous group so he doesn't speak ibo either so our kids will not speak ibo if i don't intentionally mm, yeah. teach them ibo and obviously i'm not fluent i'm not going to be fluent i, I don't think i ever will be fluent um i don't think i actually intend to be fluent but i want them to have an awareness that this is part of their culture so not just the language yeah, the food the, the heritage and I will know this, um, Igbo people are very, very, very particular about history. So they will not teach us anything else, they will teach us the language, they don't teach us nothing, <laughs> but they will tell us about the history of, of our people, because it's a very wild story. And so I know that these are things I want to give to my kids. Um, and likewise, you know, I talked to my boyfriend about us, um, you know, dropping our kids off at my mum's house, dropping our kids off at his parents' house so that they can get the Ibo culture they can get the Yoruba culture and he's also his mom's from Sierra Leone so they can get that Sierra Leone culture as well and that was important to me because as much as we are Brits and I love being a Brit, I love being a Londoner I right. was shout about it from the rooftop <laughs> and I think we talk about being in London all the time but it's so important to me that they do not think they are not Nigerian yeah, they do not, not think they're not Ibo, they yeah. are this is part of who they are and I it, it would be, I feel like it would be a failure for me in my case, so no one else has to come to me. But in my case, yeah. it would be a failure if my future children grow up with no concept of what it means to be mm-hmm. Ivo, no concept of what it means to be Nigerian. That would be my failure. I would have just thought, okay, it's it's not important anymore to them, so it will not be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: I will just say really quickly. In my family, it's definitely my Yoruba language. So that is I'm saying anyways. I, it's definitely not dead in my home. My yeah. siblings and I only just realised that my parents only speak to each other in Yoruba. We only mm. just realised that I think this year or last year, it was actually my sister that talked it, but they speak to us in English. We're just like, oh my goodness. So I hear it every single day and yeah. I never realised. Literally, mm. I, yeah. I hear it every single day when I met my parents. And I was like, well, I still live in French by the way, but I'm not phone from anyway I hear it practically all the time right and I was like oh my gosh there's definitely not dead I personally want to um, I don't know who I'm going to get married to husband if you're watching this in the future it's lovely to meet you but um <laughs> <laughs> but um, I if I do get married to a Nigerian man if you're about then 100% like yeah. he has like they have to know the language The same way my dad gave us lessons I want to give them lessons and definitely espanol and the end um, what yeah. if it what if he's uh, mexican if he's Mexican then baby even better <laughs> even better <laughs> because my spanish would be up in the roof yeah. their spanish would be up in the roof but they have to learn your yeah, yeah. they have to yeah. by god's grace
5: yeah that's what we profile parents to, to live well and live long so that we can drop our kids off mate because they need, to, uh, they need to they need to to spend mm-hmm. time yeah. So yeah and the country itself and the country itself i think yeah. it be the the meaning I guess The language um, within the family it's kind of like the loss the loss of that language being uh, able to be spoken and understood and i would definitely say that that happened in the case of spanish uh, with my family just because of how things have transpired Um, so i definitely say that that has happened however because of me and because of the the desire that I had and that inside of me that is something that has been revived mm. um we rebirth if you will interested in learning Spanish in hearing Spanish and even just like my mummy is she was watching our uh, we recently posted um a vlog um, of us in a
6: Dominican restaurant and Mum was just watching the, the entire thing I was like mom like she was watching it um with the screen small and I was like you can't read the subtitles that way. Like, I don't need to read the subtitles Okay, and she was really getting it because I was asking her questions, and I think just her being exposed because I've been playing like salsa music in the house all the time. I speak to her in Spanish all the time, so that that cultural element and that that part of my heritage is definitely giving them something familial vibe, and it is one hundred percent something that will be passed out to my
5: children. Um, I I've been saying this, but my oh, children will yeah. learn <laughs> Spanish. They will. I think it's so interesting because. I think the reverse will happen to me in that it will be Spanish in my face, and they'll get the English part so. Yeah, you said this. I yeah. can. I just say that I've always been impressed how, like, said has been in that because I had never, even when I started language like, then I just thought it was a fun thing I was doing. because I was single when I started, so I wasn't really thinking about like my future and mm. it being something that was going to be lifelong or anything like that. Like again, I was just trying to go to a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to have some nice weather, that's all I was doing. But then I remember Deanne being like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna have bilingual kids. Like she was just so sure mm-hmm. that the first language her kids are gonna learn is yep. Spanish. And I was like, Well, oh, nothing like not, not anything else, like not even English. Like she was like, No, they're gonna like to oh, school, I'm gonna speak um Spanish. I was like, What if your husband? She was like, No, no, we're no, going to be speaking Spanish. Yeah. Like she's always been sure, and that's what got me thinking by the time I got into a relationship, hey, like this these kids are gonna need to be able to learn other languages. That's actually quite yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, I think for me,
2: it's kind of almost like my life, honestly. Uh, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I, I didn't even know that my grandfather spoke or was was fluent in German, that my uncle was fluent in German. So I didn't know that at all until I turned twenty six. So <laughs> I think that's pretty crazy. And then I guess as well, there there might be uh, some Native American speakers as well, but it's more of like you know great grandparents. But again, like no one, no one knows those languages. And then even I think my cousins, they they were taught even, you know, German. So all most of us, we all just speak English. And then as far as I know, I'm the only one in my family that speaks Spanish. So I mean that's what I would say. Unfortunately that you know these you know these languages aren't really being passed down uh from generation to generation. That's that's kind of like the first thing that comes to my head
4: for me it means not knowing where i'm from so like for example i mentioned being very sensitive to the fact that the only heritage language that i know that i have is english because you know i know that some of my ancestors came from scotland i know my mom's my maternal grandfather's family was scots irish but literally you try to look at his family past his grandparents and you can't find anything. If they were super poor, we don't know anything about them. And so it's like, I'm assuming there was some Gaelic going on in there. I'm assuming there was some old Norse in there, given how long my my family seems to have been in the British Isles. Um, But then, you know, you look at my DNA, it's mostly German which makes sense because most people in the British Isles have German DNA because Germanic peoples came to Britain, you know, English is a Germanic language. So like, that doesn't even mean that my ancestors would have spoken any type of German, right? And so it's just kind of like this idea of my family was very much of the idea that, you know, you come to a new country, you assimilate, and this is the way it is and i can only see the damage that that does both to you know people who are in the country that you're coming to and the people who are coming to that country and i'm just like no like again i want us all to just celebrate our different languages and our different backgrounds and our different everything you know and i, I feel like i'm i'm for me i'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs and like sorry all i can tell you about is is english you know
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Insecurities About Language podcast. Please make sure to follow this podcast and share it with your friends. Please make sure to review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to leave a review and rate it a five, a four, whatever you want to rate it. I will really appreciate it. That's how this podcast gets discovered. That's how it gets seen. If this podcast isn't available on a platform that you listen to your podcast, let me know so I can make it available. And then make sure to follow this podcast on insecurities about language and say hi.